Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Andy Murray, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to day two of the Aegon Championships at the Queen's Club. This is the Tennis Podcast and we are brought to you in association with The Telegraph. Because of the rain, most probably they won't Wimbledon. But you know, as soon as you come here, you have to expect the rain. So you can't expect good weather. Rain is good. Sometimes, you know, rain can save you, but rain can also lose the match. That is former Wimbledon champion Goran Ivanovic, who I spoke to earlier live in the Players' Lounge, and you will hear the full interview shortly. On court, we saw Andy Murray, Ivan Lendl, the sequel. Murray beat Mahu to reach round two, but it wasn't all plain sailing for the world number two. So Murray's reaction to that win coming up on the tennis podcast with me, Catherine Whitaker, and my podcast pal for the week, Gigi Salmon. So Gigi Murray, two tiebreak sets against Nicola Mahu. We'll talk about that match shortly, but first of all, I think we should talk about the first Murray Lendl practice session, which we witnessed together early this morning. They were out there at 10.30 a.m. In fact, usually it's not possible to get cross courts ready that early. Graham Kimpton was out there at a god-awful hour making sure that they were ready for that hotly anticipated practice session. What did we learn from it? It's lucky I should just say that they went out that early because the rain did come down an hour into the practice session and everybody legged it. There was a good crowd watching them. What did we learn from It's tricky because I don't think they really got started yet because this was the first session they knew there would be a lot of media watching them what did we learn I think from a personal point of view I was looking at the dynamic between Andy Murray and Evan Lendl and Jamie Delgado because sometimes it's quite hard and sometimes strange when you bring in another person and I just noticed that even Lendl and Jamie Delgado it's like they were telling each other jokes for about an hour they just kept laughing and smiling they did look like old friends didn't they they really did they were sort of standing with their sort of arms crossed at the back of the court just chatting to each other are you actually paying any attention to what he's doing now Andy was hitting with Alex Ward the British number seven and his coach it was interesting to see that it was even Lendl giving the instructions so saying to Alex Ward right I want you over here I want you to do this and then just telling a couple of things here and there to Andy Murray but I think what I took from it it was very light-hearted and it was 
very relaxed and they all looked very much at ease with each other. And if we learn anything from the match itself, tie break, two tie break sets could have been a lot more difficult for Andy Murray. I mean, yes, he wasn't at his best, but that is a tough first round draw. Nicola Mahu played pretty decent tennis. What did we learn in the context of the new or not so new Lendl partnership? Again, it's a tough one because I think we have to take into consideration the courts, which were a little bit slippy because rain had got on them, so footing wasn't great. And we saw a tumble from Mahu. Mahu coming off a final on Monday in her Togenbosch, his fourth career title, fourth one on grass. So he would have been a little bit tired. He would have been on a high with the adrenaline, but also a lot of tennis in his legs. Andy Murray, though, was a breakdown in both sets. He turned things around. He broke back. He came through. What can we learn? I'm not sure. It wasn't an outstanding performance, but it was a good enough performance to get past, as you said, a tricky player in round one and just to get himself settled and maybe take a bit of the pressure off because all eyes again would have been looking with the stand of a wrinkle match. We were all looking. What would happen with the Richard Krychek influence? And I think again with Andy Murray, we were thinking, what's going to happen now he's with Ivan Lendl? So I think for Murray, it's right. Practice session over, match over. Now everybody move on and I'll just crack on with my tennis. Yeah, it had a little bit of a feel of that for me. It, it could lead to him going on to, well, lifting the title for a record-breaking fifth time here. What do you think? I think that's the other pressure. He's a four-time champion. He's looking to be the first person to lift this trophy five times. Ivan Lendl's back in his camps. So we're looking at the relationship with Jamie Delgado and Ivan Lendl and we're looking at Andy Murray coming off the defeat in the final at the French Open. Great to get to the French Open final. How has that affected him? He's taken a few days off. We're coming into Wimbledon and the pressure built again on Andy Murray at Wimbledon. So there are so many things sort of coming at Andy Murray. Then you throw in Nicola Mahu, who just comes with a trophy in his suitcase from her Togenbosch, and you think, oh, crikey. But it's all out the way. His next training session hopefully can be a little bit more relaxed with not as many people, and they can get stuck in to the meat of what they're planning on doing. And as I say, and as you said, he ground out the victory. He turned things around. He came through. And maybe we can all now just settle down a little bit with Murray and let him get on with it. I like the idea of players rocking up literally with the trophy in their suitcase I mean, just, just to lay down a marker I to mean, people. Probably, even if they don't give them the real one, you get a little replica. So I'm sure he's only got four titles, Nicola. I mean, that's amazing. I say only four. He probably just sort of tucked it in his suitcase, snuck just have it, it poking out of the racket bag as you walk on court for your next Maybe. match. Put it on the bench next to him. So when he sits down, he just sort of looks and strokes his trophy and say, hey, Andy, what did you win last weekend? I want a trophy. Yeah, but then he can get out his Wimbledon trophy, can't he? And here's the US Open trophy and his Olympic gold medal. And Nicola Mahul say, thank you very much. I am number one in doubles at the moment. Yeah. Well, he made a good of account of himself today, yeah. Nicola Mahu. Here is what Andy Murray thought of the match. So that is Andy Murray who got out a straight set victory in the end over Nicola Mahu. Somebody who wasn't able to do that was our second seed, Stan Wawrinka. He crashed out to Fernando Vidasco in a shocking result earlier in the day. I know Fernando Vidasco, a very handy player on any surface, but nonetheless, Wawrinka coming in here, Richard Krychek in tow, hopes high for the grass court season. 
It was a big disappointment, wasn't it, Gigi? It wasn't the start they wanted, and the grass court season is so short, so if you don't make an impact here, you've pretty much got one tournament left, and then it's, thank you, Richard, that was the grass court season. I think with Stan Wawrinka today, and again, we could look at the courts, the movement of Stan Wawrinka didn't seem very good. He wasn't getting his, his feet in the right position. He wasn't getting around the ball enough. And Fernando Velasco, on his day, he's a Spaniard that likes to play in grass, likes to come forward, likes to volley. We saw what he did on a different surface against Nadal at the Australian Open on his day. That big lefty game of his. He's a very, very dangerous player. And Stan Wawrinka was quite a slow start. Again, as I mentioned, the footwork didn't seem quite right. Then there was the rain delay. We saw what happened with Richard Gasquet in the rain delay. And you, you've got to, I mean, it's, it's unfair, isn't it, Richard Krychek? He only got the call last Wednesday. He was on a plane on Friday. We're now, what are we, Tuesday. And Queen's is over. It's tough. What can you tell someone, Catherine, in that amount of time? Probably not a lot. And yet, if he's only here for the grass court season, it's not a very big amount of time. So I think they've got to sort of get out there as soon as possible. No pressure on Wimbledon, Richard, or anything, <laughs> but you've got one tournament to make your mark now. Finals or nothing? It's a tricky one, isn't it? It is tricky because Stan Wawrinka gets very frustrated on grass. He wants to unlock that potential. He's a grand slam champion on two different surfaces. He wants to do better on grass. It's almost like Andy Murray on clay a couple of years ago, isn't it? Finding the key. You know, he's spoken this season and a little bit last season about how he feels like something just clicked in his brain on clay, how to move on clay, how to maximise his potential. That's what Wawrinka needs to do on the grass and he's hoping Krychek can help him do it. And Richard Kreitzer, it's a lot at stake. I mean, he's kicked his children out. I mean, he pretty much said, the children have gone now. We've sort of worked around the education. They're leaving home. So now I'm going to be travelling and on the road. So it's a, it's a big call by Kreitzer and they've got one tournament left. Well, this is what Stan Wawrinka thought after the match. The good news today is that we did have a lot more play than we thought might be the case earlier on in the day when we saw the weather forecast, which was frankly a little bit apocalyptic. But I did, during one of the earlier rain delays, pop down to the players' lounge where I bumped into Goran Ivanizovic, a man who rather enjoys a rain delay. They've been very kind to him over the years. Rain is my friend. It's my best friend. The rain saved me because of the rain. Most probably I won Wimbledon. But, you know, as soon as you come here, you have to expect the rain. So you can't expect good weather. I, I'm coming here already 30 years, and I never actually saw three days in a row good weather. So you need to have rain. Rain is going to come. Luckily, in Wimbledon, you have a roof, so some matches will going to be played. But uh, rain is good. Sometimes, you know, rain can save you, but rain can also lose the match. So it depends how you look at it. A lot of people say coaches really earn their money during rain delays. Do you have a different policy on coaching, Marin? Do you have a different strategy during rain delays? No, 
why should you ever what do you tell him to do how do you how do you advise him to deal with it the only good thing about us coaches uh, if things going badly and then if you have rain delayed you can tell him okay man you do this things different because you cannot tell him during the match so this can but if things going well what I can't tell him anything you just better shut up and uh, hope he keeps doing those things but uh, rain or no rain in the end you need to be focused you need to you know just uh, just uh, deal with it as soon as you start to be negative complain and think oh it's going to rain now i'm leading why now for sure you're going to lose the match now you've been in the super coaching game for a little while now but there's quite a lot of others joining the party did you ever think you'd see the day that john mackinrow became a coach yeah because he's an interesting person and i will always hire john mackinrow because first of all you have you can learn a lot from him he's uh, one of the greatest on and off the court and uh, when he's commentating you can see how much he understands tennis sometimes he wants everybody to play like him which is impossible because he was too talented so he doesn't know that nobody is talented like him but uh, he's a great guy and I think he can uh, having him on the court you can you can gain a lot and just funny a word on the reunion of Andy Murray and Ivan Lendl is it ever a good idea to go back to one of your exes why not because they they split i don't know what is the reason they split and they had amazing results so they didn't split because andy played bad they split because i don't know what and uh, it's great to have ivan back and uh, it's great you know you, you see that uh, these current players they're trusting us all the players so it is a good combination just finally a super coach match you krojcik a tournament mackenroe lendl who's winning I think this was a very bad question from you. I'm winning. What do you think? I mean, how can I lose to Lendl? I mean, this is insulting. And John, impossible to lose. Plus, I have huge respect. Only maybe Richard if he serves well, but still uh, easy. Easy me, winner. How about Croatia and the Euros? They got a chance? They have a chance. They have a great team. They have uh, very big names. But uh, they need to play like a team, like they did against Turkey. We're going to pass the group and then one game, anything is possible. But this year, I think I have a good feeling that we're going to do some big things. What's big things? Big things is the final of winning. Wowzers. Thanks, Goran. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, that was 2001 Wimbledon champion Goran Ivanovic making a rather bold prediction with regards to Croatia's fate in the Euros. I'm not going to cast any aspersions of that because people in glass houses, probably shouldn't throw stones. But anyway, Goran's charge, Marin Cilic, had a very good day today. He dispatched Feliciano Lopez, 4-6-6-3-6-4. Other notable results, Aliash Bedene, he beat Benoit Pair in three sets and will now meet Andy Murray. Janko Tipsarovic, he beat Grigor Dimitrov, champion a couple of years ago. Gilles Muller, he got a win over Brit James Ward. And Bernard Tomic, big win for him over last year's finalist, Kevin Anderson. Well, tomorrow's order of play is looking really, really tasty and the forecast for tomorrow is significantly better than it has been for today or yesterday. So we're hoping for a glorious full day's play. And here is what we have to look forward to. First up, it's Kyle Edmund against Gilles Simon. These two have been waiting 48 hours to get their match on court. Well, it will have been more than that by the time they hopefully do get on court tomorrow. They will be followed by the resumption of Nick Kyrgios and Milos Raonic. 
there, looked at one set all overnight. That one's so fascinating. Of course, John McEnroe on the sidelines for the first time for Milos Raonic. One set all, a one set shootout for a place in the second round. They will be followed on the centre court by John Isner and Juan Martin Del Potro. And finally, we've got Janko Tipsarovic up against Marin Cilic. A really, really mouthwatering order of play. We hope... The weather is glorious and the rain stays away and we get all of that played. As I say, today we actually got a lot more played than we feared at one point. But there were a couple of rain delays. One of them, though, gave me the opportunity to catch up with Chelsea goalie Azmir Begovic. He was here as a guest of Stan Vavrinka, so probably didn't have the best of days overall. But he was nice enough to talk to us and I asked him how much he enjoys and follows the ATP World Tour. Very big tennis fan. Uh, I'm trying to watch as much as I can and obviously get to the tournaments that I can. So my first time at Queen's and uh, yeah, just taking in the whole experience. What exactly is it that you like about tennis? Well, I think I like sports in general, but I think tennis is a, is a, is a great sport, very entertaining, very active. Uh, I think you get an appreciation for being another athlete. So, um, you know, it's just a great sport uh, to watch and, and obviously enjoy. Goalkeepers often actually could have been very good tennis players and vice versa. There's something in the reaction speed, that sort of thing. Have you tried your hand at tennis yourself? I play a little bit. I used to play when I was a youngster, and um, unfortunately time doesn't allow me to play too much anymore. But in my off time, in the off season, I play a little bit with friends, and I've got a decent serve, so yeah, it helps me out a little bit. And seeing those big serves up close, what do you make of the reaction speeds? Is it impressive, or is it not a patch on professional goalkeeping? No, no, it's, it's pretty impressive, especially when you see it live close up. It's, uh, it's impressive, and these guys are you know, specialists at what they do, so uh, fair play to them. Chelsea goalie Azmir Begovic there, wasn't he delightful? Gigi, that is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining me. You will be doing so throughout the week as we are bringing you daily podcasts from the Aegon Championships. Today, tomorrow, every day, until the final on Sunday. Please do continue to join us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.